Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Dawn of Justice by each individual minute. My name's Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And I am Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. Sweet. Uh, I'm going to go do that right now. Today, we're talking about minute number 87. And the minute is going to start out with uh, Senator Finch, um, you know, discussing Luther's I have quote unquote plan. Mm. So she's trying to she's she's piecing all the, all the <laughs> she's piecing it all together. Yeah. Uh, while walking, um, and the minute's going to end with uh, Superman actually showing up to this Capitol building. You know, he's hovering over it. There's he's on the TV. Bruce is looking at him on the TV. Yeah, I I love that moment. Uh, just to skip ahead in the minute where they're like, oh, and there he is, like in the. All the cameras are pointing towards him. He's like this thing just hovering in the sky. Yeah, and it's like, not like he's just like coming down. Like he he made a point to stay there in the air for a while. Like an alien. Like first contact kind of thing yeah. again. Where it's just like look at that look at that spaceship in front of the White House kind of thing. Like Yeah. That's that's incredible. I like that. I like keeping Superman kind of like uh out of reach kind of character. I do too. Yeah, I that's in, that's incredible. Now, would you consider that being described as messianic? If he's an out of reach kind no, of character? No, that's, that's on us to do that. That is, we choose whether we project that messianic okay, figure. Okay, okay. Good, good call. But, so, if you're keeping him out of reach, what do you necessarily mean? Well, keeping it alien. You know? So nothing to do with humans, all on Superman. So if, are you saying you want Superman to keep his distance? No, 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 no. I, I like that as a director, we've chosen to keep him, um, not humanized, or appearing to be not humanized. We know he is very much, um, full of humanity. You know, like yeah, um. Uh, like Batman says, sometimes more human than than us, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this moment, we're having him hovering above the Senate building um, to kind of give off the feel that he is an outsider, yeah, that he's a an outlier, and that he's like he's just the Superman, not not just a guy trying to do the right thing, but this godlike being you know alien it's like uh yeah it's just it it just is what it is and i like that we do that instead of like um i don't know anything else just superman i don't know I, like having a big parade and him waving and coming down and like, hey. well they wouldn't have a parade in this moment but like <laughs> <laughs> i guess like him just showing up at, just flying down or like or when taking he, the bus when he just walks in to yeah. the Senate hearing, like we have this moment that he's he's up there first. Oh, so like if they didn't even show him in the sky, like if they arriving, didn't show if this, just showed him he just flinging sh- the doors open and walking up. Yeah, or walking through the building, and it would have made it seem like he took the bus to get there, or like he walked himself there. Yeah, he <laughs> walked. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the entire time he's just walking down the street in a Superman outfit. That'd be incredible, but he'd be down to earth, like literally and you know, like mentally, a, like Andre three thousand. Anyways, um, <laughs> so everyone is starting to learn the truth about what happened and about Lex Luthor's 
criminal intent. Mm-hmm. Um, here we're getting the other side of the story from Senator Finch, who has the truth about Kahina, where she was given a script. Oh, it was so fast, too. That's the one thing that I didn't like. The scene change from Perry White to Senator Finch and Senator McGraw, or Chief of whatever McGraw, Chief of Sweet Glasses McGraw. Um, <laughs> and, like, the two of them, it's like, you know, it's like right off the bat, boom, he paid her? Like... Not only that, threatened her. Yeah, but like it seemed like it was a little too. I missed it a few times seeing it. I'm sure a lot of people still miss it. Yeah. Um. I don't know. What do you? She's like, oh, her parents are alive. They're back home. You know, she was paid. She not only paid but threatened, and you know, like the whole script part. Like she was never in the incident, and for some reason. People, like, I don't even know if Kahina Ziri is her real name. Hmm. Now, that would solve a lot of plot holes where they would be like, Kahina Ziri is just a character played by a woman from Gotham. She does have family in... Okay, so this is getting really confusing. She does have... Her family. Yeah, is, I don't get her the parents, parents are, alive back home. I don't get that. Are part. alive back home? What in Nairobi? I think that's what that's supposed to mean. Or here in America, and it's all just one made-up story. Ba- like the word "back home" makes it seem like it's Nairobi. Yeah, but you know, an, another country, just in general, when someone says "back home." Mm-hmm. No. So just in, she's in Gotham. There was a mosquito. I'm sorry. Oh, I, was trying to, fuck I, I was trying to follow <laughs> it to see if I could smash it, but uh, welcome back to Mosquito Squashing Minute. I just don't like people staring at corners of rooms and not telling me what's there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> oh, it's like a ghost. Oh, man. Mosquito ghost coming to theaters this Christmas. That's a good That's a good one. Uh, guys, listen. Don't steal this project. We're going we're gonna to work on it. Anyways. Um, yeah, so she she's telling us pretty much everything about Kahina, the truth about her in just a few lines of dialogue that we're yeah. just supposed to like, oh, 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 that's the information. That's everything we need to know. Yeah. And, uh, and it's not like she's about to be put on trial saying like, hey, you lied about this. Like we said yesterday, mm-hmm. there is no, like we don't, it's just not fleshed out that it's uh that it's all a lie, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's what's really terrifying about this. And you know what I think is is more terrifying is Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor, it feels like he knows the timetable of the future. Like he's like, I know people are going to find out about this right now. I know that this is going to happen. This is going to happen in regards of his plan being uncovered. Yeah. You wait. You think he's? I guess. I guess he's putting that into consideration of uh, when it's all going to be brought out into the open. Yeah, which is what this hearing is so important about is like, let me burn all the all the clues all at once. If I can get everyone into one room, I can clear it out. Yeah, but like in my idea, in my mind, with that thought process of burning all of the clues and all the the breadcrumbs like so you just kind of uh erase it erase it but like what's the 
aftermath of that. I mean, we don't really see the political aftermath of this movie. We only see the metahuman aftermath side of this. But we don't see another trial. We don't see... I mean, we see Lex Luthor get put into jail, but that's just because Lois Lane uncovered and wrote a story about it. But at what point do you think Lex was thinking that, like, okay, this is a this is when everybody's going to know this entire plan? Um, or was he even thinking that everybody would find him out? I don't know. I don't know. We know that Lex Luthor loses, much like in a lot of stories where Lex Luthor's being a bad guy. In his mind, clearly, he's not thinking that he's going to lose. But, like, if he's trying to, like, erase all of the breadcrumbs, you know, gearing up to erase all the breadcrumbs, what's the next piece? Like, what's the next part? I know that, like, the next part is to try to end Superman, but what happens after that? What's so weird is that the clue... I can't include Lois Lane because Lois Lane's was Lois Lane and the bullet was not done on purpose, but Lois Lane being the bait for Superman in certain scenarios, it, it like he's creating clues to bring people together. So he's like giving clues out. Mm-hmm. I want you to find out. So that when you guys have this hearing, I can put the blame on someone else, mm-hmm. either on Superman or Wallace Keefe. That is what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's going to solidify that he is of no interest in the investigation of anything or anything pertaining to Superman. Man, that's really difficult to put together. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, What's going on <laughs> in Lex Luthor's brain? Um, Clearly, it's all a puzzle to him, and he's figured it all out. Yeah, he's and it's he's banking on people finding out. It only furthers him more in his plot to succeed. Yeah, is by getting people to chase him down or chase the truth down. Like it's so weird. It's like it's almost like hiding, not hiding in plain sight, but. falling for it's definitely falling for a bigger trap you know yeah that's all it's it, that's all it really is is like here are i created a problem and the clues lead to a pit kind of thing it's like that's where it all leads to i've been leading you wait okay so is him is the pit this courtroom that's about to explode? <laughs> <laughs> like, is that what that is? In his mindset, is it like, all right, I'm going to get everybody's attention and actually go through the correct political trial process of how you need to deal goal- with like international issues of someone crossing borders the and goal stuff. Is but to, then, hey, by the way, there's a giant bomb. The goal is to get rid of the idea of Superman being a hero. Mm-hmm. And to do that, I need to create an absurd amount of distrust with backing evidence. Mm-hmm. And then I must also make sure that no one has evidence against me. And I can do both all leading into this hearing. That is my goal. 
and that's what we're that's what we're seeing. It is an incredibly complicated plot, but then again, it can't be easy because if it was easy, it'd be easy to understand and easy to thwart and easy, you know, just it can't be simple. Mm-hmm. This thing has to be a complex amalgamation of working parts for someone to get away with basically murder. Yeah. You know, that is some real world stuff. Nothing that we would find out the truth about in, in certain parts of history that, you know, are, are the uh, result of collusion and stuff like that. None of that is ever simple mm-hmm. for the sake of it can't be like if it was simple it'd be easy it, people could be doing it all the time but then again it would also be easy to um stop <laughs> yeah. you can't stop you'd be able to see it coming yeah you yeah. can't stop something like what lex Luthor's plan is like if it was easy to understand we'd be like oh so why didn't they just not do this and it's like that's not how it works it can't be that easy um and what fuels part of his plan is people's choice to uh, try and find out the truth. That's what. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, that's what I was gonna that's say. That's a huge kicker. People's interest in this thing is yeah. what keeps the ball rolling. Yeah, and it's nothing like he's not really pulling the trigger. He's like giving the gun to people, and they're pulling it for him. Good analogy. <laughs> <laughs> like that's literally what's so genius about his plan is like he really has nothing to do with it. It's almost like Ares, the god of war, is like, I don't do any of this. Yeah, I think, well, his involvement is apparent in the creation of Doomsday. So, like, that's what his, I think that the Doomsday was his failsafe. So, like, you know, oh, if uh, if all else doesn't go, you know, according to plan, at least I have this thing. I'm sorry, we're giving giving away secrets to the movie. But, but yeah, you're right. It's like a, a, a snowball effect. Yeah, it would be really, really cool to see this Lex Luthor having a conversation with the Aries that we have in this universe as well. Like, yeah, that'd be I feel like they're very like-minded people, mm-hmm. and that they would they would agree on a lot of things, um, and that would just be really interesting to see. Um, and so, you know, he shows up in this minute and there's like just a total shock of fear in Senator Finch when she sees this man. Yeah. Which I really do like her reaction to him, but her follow-up dialogue never understood it. Don't care. I do like that. She says right before that she's, she calls the, uh, the whole Senate and everything the, you know, Luther using the council as his own puppet theater. Mm -hmm. Great use of words. Um, you know, we've been calling him a puppet master for this entire freaking podcast, but what does she say? She says, so what you been up to in like the most, she's like, <laughs> it's almost like she had like a, like a night with Lex and like they had a really good time, but then didn't talk to each other for like weeks afterwards. And then they're seeing each other at another party. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh yeah, so what you been up to? Like, I don't know. It's so casual. It's not casual. She just looks. She looks scared. She looks scared, but she looks terrified. And you know, like 
I did kind of get like a sexual assault type vibe. Like when you see a like this powerful guy walk in and he's like, don't go anywhere. I want to talk to you. And it's like, she's probably like, I don't want to be alone with you ever anywhere. Like on the face of this planet. Like you are terrifying the hell out of me. I, yeah. Yeah. I get that. I don't know. I do, the, the whole, so what you've been up to thing isn't really like a, but she's like sidestepping like like she knows that he has been having this like crazy plan so it's like a i think it's like a sarcastic yeah so what you've been up to clearly you've been this devising this entire plan but i don't know so what you've been up to man nothing chilling killing like (laughs) i don't know um he says i'm just here to tell my story yeah, you're right. And he's like, "Oh, I'm just here to tell my story." And like, "Oh man, what a guy!" Is he says um, something that he says is very interesting is like that he got in easily. And then he says, "Yes, the chair of the committee on Superman is soft on security." Like, and and in foreshadow. This, yeah, and in the same time, we keep seeing all these television screens that are uh, more than one security guard like wanding down mm-hmm. Wallace Keefe, like completely checking the character and uh he's like yeah soft on security it's like holy shit this guy has everything figured out (laughs) he's really gonna get away with everything and he's even allowed in he's got a seat on this thing and everything like he's he's got like pretty much diplomatic immunity like he's got it all he can do whatever he wants he's a he's a an incredibly powerful person i don't think even bruce wayne if he wanted to could get in on this hearing Mm -hmm. you know and here he is strolling through uninvited but already got a front row seat that's power you can't buy or maybe you did buy it um he tells mercy graves uh to go on in and save him a seat and make sure no one takes his seat and um mercy graves looking a little little worried about that she's like what really (laughs) you don't want to go with me in there um her wardrobe is on point. I love that outfit. It's cool. When did... Take it back to the beginning of this movie. When was the title card 18 months later? After uh, after the Black Zero event, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Before we got to the Indian Ocean. So then Soldat O'Brien just says that the Black Zero event happened two years at this point. So are we supposed to believe that from the beginning of the movie, six months have passed to get to this point? Uh, I'm sure you could round. I would. That's what I'm saying. I think... Everybody's saying that this movie takes place within like a month. No one is saying that. There's people that have said it. And it's like, hey, this is like only like this movie only takes place in October and November. I don't think so. I think this is like an entire year. There, there's a timeline out there. You know, I'm pretty sure there's a a timeline. I I will find it or someone else will find it for us. Maybe. And I'm pretty sure it, it spans, um, from the summer and goes all the way to about the end of fall, start of winter, almost. Of that same year or the following year? Of the same year. Okay. year. When it says 18 months later, mm-hmm. we are in the summer of 2015. And then now, you hear that? I hear it. Can you hear I wonder if it's getting picked up. Hopefully. That's Santa coming down in the neighborhood. Oh, no. That's what that is. Um... I guess we'll try to wrap up for today real quick. But um, hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah, Let's we got to go see Santa, man. Yeah. He's throwing out candy. So, okay, so Greg, 
who works for Wayne Enterprises, shows up at Bruce's office. He's pissed. He's like, or he's not his office, but he's pissed. And he's like, it's a boardroom. I assume this is the boardroom. He's like, Greg, why hasn't this guy been getting our checks? (laughs) He says, he is Mr. Wayne. He just keeps returning them uh, for a whole, uh, every month. So like, here goes a timeline where you go for two years. Lex has been intercepting these checks, forcing this man to become homeless. If he wasn't uh, intercepting the checks, this man would have money. He would probably still have his family. He'd, you know, this guy would have a normal life thanks to um, the, what is it called? Like the Victims Program, uh, the Victims Fund. He gets a check from the Victims Fund every month. This guy would probably be having a stable life. It looks like he makes about uh Yeah, can you see the seven hundred dollars? Is it? Yeah. Do you see where do you see seven hundred? Oh I, I saw one it said seven hundred. Which one? Just the very first one. Open your eyes? Yeah. Seven hundred and fifty six per check. How do you see that? I'm not even bringing this oh, you got the ten eighty version over there. I don't this is Oh wait, yeah. Seven hundred and fifty-six and twenty cents. Oh yeah, see, mine doesn't. It's the Bruce Wayne equals blind check that you um, can see it the best. Uh, uh-uh, mine's not rendering out that much, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, it might be because of the Google Drive video player is not, but I can see it on mine. It's probably the Google Drive. I got problems with this thing anyway. <laughs> um, but this goes back to like Lex Luthor's plan being in effect in effect for about two years. Yeah. From the start of the Black Zero event, he goes, this is it. This is how the plan's going to work. So complex. You have two years to come up with a plan. Two years. Day in, day out. But it's not just anybody coming up with a plan. It's Lex Luthor coming up with a plan. Yeah, Lex Luthor can come up with a plan to kill Superman in a matter of hours. Now imagine imagine what he's doing in two years. In two years. Of course, his plan is going to be complex to the point where we can't even understand it. Yeah. Like, I wonder if... I wonder if... It sounds really weird, but I wonder if even Chris Terrio, um, David Goyer, and Zack Snyder have the entire plan laid out. Like this is what would have happened if it got fleshed out. Yeah, like this was in this was the entirety of Lex Luthor's thought process. Uh, uh, there has to be a like, lot of it. Is had assumed. to have been a script. Mm-hmm. There had to have been because you can't just like piece together things in a script and saying, "Oh, well, at this point in the movie." Lex is supposed to be going into the Senate building. Well, why? There could be a whole fake documentary about the collusion of Lex Uther. <laughs> of him alone. And like it would be like a two-hour special where we'd be like, damn, so this is what happened, and that's what happened. And Making this- of a murderer, Lex Luthor. Yeah. Like, where's that, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you're not wrong. Like, we need to know the truth about all of this. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, this whole movie, even the, maybe that, maybe the uh, raw assembly cut that was four hours would have had all the information, but even the Ultimate Edition doesn't, it gives you everything you need to know, but it doesn't give us 100% everything. And that's some of the stuff I'd be interested in hearing more about. Um, yeah, I will say one of my last notes here is that Lex's outfit here in the Senate hearing, I, I want it. I want to recreate it. That that blue jacket, that white shirt, button down. He's on point. 
He's on point. Uh, and it's going to his hair tone. Like, it looks... He's just matching, like, if anybody... Like, he's getting paid to, man. And so is Mercy Graves. Killing it with that collar. Yeah, Mercy Look at Graves. that. Yeah. Okamoto doing a doing a fine job <laughs> as Mercy Graves. And uh, Senator Finch, again, wearing all white. Um, you know, or pale colors, if we want to suggest something. With horses? Something about a horse. Anyways, <laughs> Nate, you want to close out the show? Uh, yeah, if you liked hearing what you heard just now, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute, and from there you can find all of our other shows. Um, you know, we did Man of Steel in the past. Now all of the other Dawn of Justice episodes are all up there. Um, check it out on iTunes and now on Spotify. hey Oh, yeah, totally forgot about that. Yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah, DC Cinematic Minute, uh, DC EU Minute on all social media. We have a Facebook Listener Society, uh, DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. Go on there and join in the discussion. And uh, we're going to catch you guys here tomorrow for minute number 88. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. That's it. That's it. That's how you close the show out.